0: everybody welcome back to another episode of dadcast i am jp that guy is nick nick how are you i'm awesome man how are you i'm i'm doing fantastic it's a little bit cold in the studio so hence the beanie but uh you know here in oregon as you know um they they thought it was spring and then fake spring rolled around now we're back into fourth winter but soon we're gonna have, (laughs) have have spring I know, I was wearing tank tops and shorts on the car lot last week, and this week it's hoodies
1: and white pants and undershirts, and it's like, man, this is ridiculous. (laughs) It's
0: Oregon, man. Today on the show, very special guest. We're super stoked to have him on. Uh, TV star, movie star, you may recognize him from such films as That Thing You Do, and one of my faves, uh, the Showtime TV series, Ray Donovan. Welcome to the show, (laughs) Jonathan Sheck. How are you, sir? I'm great.
2: Good. I'm 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 in Nashville, Tennessee, and I swear our weather sounds like your weather. It changes every day. Yeah, we
0: have a buddy that
2: and then, then it was seventy-eight degrees.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have a good buddy that just moved to Nashville and he's like, dude, it's just
0: like Oregon. It's like hot and sunny, and then it's like
1: all of a sudden four inches of snow. I'm
0: like, Yep. Yeah, but I think except uh they swap smoky summers for tornadoes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, no one told me that. <laughs> when we moved here it was like uh, four months later. We had a serious tornado hit. Oh, was, man. Whoa, 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 whoa! Was
0: that the no first time? No one told me about tornadoes. Was that the first time you experienced such a thing? Yeah. How was I mean, that? I mean,
2: well, you know, it didn't. It didn't hit outside, but it was in East Nashville, which you know isn't really that close, but it's close enough. But the phone, like the warning systems um, that are set up to – like, the whole world just went, ape shit. you know, like my phone was blown up because everyone was texting me. The w- The weather service was letting me know there's warnings and tornadoes in the area. And just – it was just like – I was like, oh, my God, what do you do? You know, you don't know if it's here or there. Like, right.
0: Wow. Craziness. Oh, crazy. Oh.
2: So yeah. also, listen to this. There's a dad moment. So my wife comes running and in, running into my room because um, we I have to get up with my son. So sometimes I sleep in this other room. So she comes running in the room. She's like, "We got to get downstairs. There's a tornado warning. T- tornado warning, which means it's touchdown." Right. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so we so we get my eight year old son uh, and my 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 wife and we grab the dog and we go downstairs and we're in the basement. And I go, "Where's Lily? Our one year old." She's like, oh, we forgot Lily. <laughs> <laughs> back Nick has like,
0: that oh, Nick has this. that problem all the time. He has so many kids, he forgets them Uh-oh. all the time. I was, yeah,
1: I have. So I have six kids. But gosh, like twelve years ago, I'm shopping at Walmart with three of them, right? And <laughs> yeah. the baby at the time, I load the two bigger kids in the car, get ready to go. I left the baby in the shopping cart right next to the car. I'm pulling out and this old lady's like pounding on my car.
0: Hey, Hey, your kid's in the cart! Like, oh my God. No. <laughs> so that's, that's the dad fail. Now yeah. <laughs> we got a little bit ahead of ourselves here, Jonathan, uh, the normal first question I have for you, it's a rite of passage here on DadCast. Um, you've already answered it in the short amount of time we've had already, but I'm going to ask it anyway for, uh, uh, the sake of continuity. Uh, are you a dad?
2: I am a dad. I have, I have a eight-year-old boy and a, a one-and-a-half-year-old little girl.
0: So that is uh, – you're kind of trending on the same way that I have. My first um, – I have three kids. I have a 17-year-old stepdaughter who's going on 30, um, an, eight, an 11-year-old son, and an eight-year-old girl. So my youngest is my little girl. Um, Ain't it a trip, man, this whole thing being a dad? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> lost for words. Uh, let's yeah. take you back, Jonathan. It was nine years. How old you said your son was, eight? He's eight. So let's take you back about nine years ago. It was a fateful day, and the lady came up to you and, and let you know some, a bit of news. You're going to be a dad.
2: Oh, wow.
0: How was that day? Can you recap the emotions? Any good stories behind it?
2: You know, before that, we had lost, um, like, she had uh, told me that she was pregnant. And then she told me that she could run in the room. She was crying. And that was really a painful moment to, to know that that spirit wasn't going to be there. Right. Um, and then so when we had, she told me the next time, I was just kind of like, I just wanted her to be okay. You know, I just wanted everything to be all right. And waiting one month after the next day by day, just waiting for the little guy to come and make sure everything was okay. So that's what happened. So I don't remember that, but I do remember this. Um, when my little girl was, uh, I was making a movie in Blue Ridge, North Carolina. And uh, it, it was, the, it was a moment in my life where I let everything go out in Hollywood. I decided that I was going to move to Nashville, Tennessee. And I was going to let my reps go, everyone go and just, start over Mm -hmm. and uh, I let, uh, I gave up all the things that didn't serve me. And um, I said, you know, what, what is this? I'm supposed to do as a, as a creator or an actor. And one of my dear friends said, you got to meet this producer. And he sent me to this producer and uh, his name was Gary Wheeler. And he, um, he said, Hey, you know, I got this role uh, in this movie called blue Ridge. It's about a guy who leaves, California to go to a small town to become a sheriff and to be closer to his family. And I was like, Whoa, we're okay. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm there. I'm right. in Blue Ridge. I'm filming. My wife travels with my little boy and I'm on the set in my little beautiful place that I was staying while we were filming. And she came in and she was so weird. And I was like, what, what is wrong with you? And she goes, I'm pregnant. i'm like yeah of course you are right that's that's why you're acting so weird right oh yeah were you i'm sorry go ahead my my character had a little girl in the in the piece so it was a little girl
0: there wasn't much acting for you then apparently in this role
2: (laughs) yeah you know uh life imitates art right
0: yeah Yeah. that's what was awesome awesome. were you uh in the rooms uh nearby when uh the, the wife gave birth. And how was that experience for you?
2: I was holding her. Yeah. I was holding her. So we had uh, Lily Joe uh, in our guest room during the pandemic because we couldn't, couldn't go to the hospital and me be there with the mother-in-law and the mother-in-law was going to be there no matter what. Right. So I was in the room because we had the baby with um, a midwife and uh, a doula. And I was holding the doula goes, you know, you're going to have to focus your breathing and push because you're going to run out of energy to my wife. And she's like, the time is now. And we got like in like, you know, it's like a workout regimen. I was like holding her up right. <laughs> and she's pushing and I, right there. And they, they, uh, when my little girl came out, she went into a pool of water and they lifted her up and they started treating her. But my wife was uh, bleeding and, uh, they, they literally took the little girl and they said, "Take your shirt off," and I took my shirt off. And she put put my little Lily joe right here yeah. by my heart, and I just held her, and I was just like, "Wow!" Yeah, right.
0: Something to behold. It was it's kind of in the world. Yeah, <laughs> the same book. My uh, for my youngest, my uh, lady gave birth. Uh, it was water birth, so she was in a glorified giant hot tub, and uh, I, for lack of a better way to put it, caught my daughter. And I was the first person, but and it was all underwater. So I I catch her and I bring her underwater and then up and out and onto mom's chest. And that's Mm -hmm. when, you know, she took her first breath. But yeah, just whoo, it's amazing and emotional. And like, even GB's right now just talking about it. That is, we had um, my youngest
1: in the midst of COVID also. And like, like your mother in law wanted to be there, and we just decided I was going to be there. So we set up the iPad, and she was up on the, the nightstand in the hospital on the iPad. She's down in the parking lot watching the entire thing from her car in the parking lot on an iPad. Wow. So thank God for technology. And, you know, and yeah, yeah, COVID just kind of ruined everything, but it, we made the most of it, and it was yeah. very cool. So.
0: Does uh, does your uh, your boy, who's now eight, am I'm, I'm assuming getting close to that nine year old mark, um, is he aware that dad is a, a big deal in the world of TV and movies yet, or is that not quite there yet?
2: You know he, uh, yeah, he's aware. <laughs> <laughs> People stop me for that thing you do daily. You know, right, they're all like, man, you know, can I just take a picture with you? And and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> why they want to take a picture with you? I was like, why well, did this movie? They love this movie. Everywhere I go is they'll love this movie for 25 years. And he goes, well, you know, so that makes you famous. And I was like, well, I don't know if it necessarily, it definitely there's a component of being famous to it, but it's, it's who your dad is who I've been for 30 years of my life. So
0: yeah, don't worry. As soon as the teen years start coming in and, and take it from a guy who knows I'm of course, i'm not on the level of famous that mr jonathan sheck is but within a 40 square mile radius of where i live i'm pretty popular okay <laughs> worked in a local radio here for like 20 years um, Got a great so, radio place. No, thank you man i appreciate that it doesn't matter where we go in fact the other night we went to five guys burgers me and my son and on the way in, someone, oh, JP man, good to see you, man. Blah 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 blah. blah and then sat down on our way out. Another person recognized and, and said hello. And my son just looks at me and goes, "What's the deal, Dad?" I'm like, "I told you, your papa's famous. Forty square miles." <laughs> but yeah, um, he's going to take advantage of this in a few years. Believe me. Yeah, it's it's going to be like, oh, yeah. hey, uh, hey, Dad. You know, can you, you know, especially when it comes to you know a, a possible girlfriend. You know, 15, 16 year old son, I need some dad. You got to help me out. You know, can you, you got to, you got to call up Brad Pitt or something, you know, to prove to the lady that you know, it's going to happen. They will be taken advantage of. So just you be know, forewarned.
2: When I was on Legends Up Tomorrow, um, Grant, who plays Flash, he, he called my son and left him a message. Oh, that's so in cool. The, oh, in the cool. uniform. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's He's awesome. Like, hey, Hey, Camden in his flash uniform, it was awesome. Yeah. i was like, Oh my god, yeah,
0: dad! it like,
2: Yeah, that's that's flash saying hi to me. He's yeah,
0: <laughs> <cool. laughs> taking it easy then. All right, yeah, that's, that's good. Cool. Yeah,
1: my uh, my, my oldest son is uh 22, he's in the military and he was on leave a while back. And we had a uh, I do concert promotions on the side, so I have a lot of famous musician friends. We had Granger Smith in town, and he's dating this girl. He's like, "Hey, Dad, she's really into country music. Do you think he can meet, like, set up something with Granger for us?" And I'm like, "Sure, <laughs> why not?" So yeah, they do take advantage, but it's 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 awesome. It's so cool to see the expression on their face and just like, yeah. and just just the, the the love of hey, thanks, Dad. Yeah,
2: you, you well, where's, where's your where's your son stationed right now?
1: He's in Texas. Uh, he's actually down in Southern California and training right now. But
2: he's a his base is in Texas. Is he? Is it? What what uh, division?
1: Uh, Army.
2: Army. Yeah, awesome. I grew yeah. up on uh, an Army base, uh, Aberdeen Proving Ground.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, my grandfather was in the military. My father was a Baltimore City cop. Oh, very cool. I don't know how I didn't end up being one of the other.
1: I'm yeah, kidding. no, I'm I'm oh, so here. proud of him. He was like going down a bad path. And I'm like, dude, you got to get your shit together. You got to figure out if this is where you know you're gonna go one way, you're gonna end up dead or in jail, or you're gonna go this way, and things are gonna be good. And he chose the right way, which is which is awesome. And a lot of that was we had a we were actually talking to Jason Michael Carroll, and it was a conversation he had with Jason and
0: kind of changed his path. So God, that's good. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. Terrible. We told Jason that exact story and It's really cool to see, and I know you know, celebrities. Man, (laughs) most of y'all are are just like like just like us, man. You just got to you know a very very out there job that everyone is aware of. And uh, he was so humbled that I thought that was really cool. You know, you know, I, I like the fact when you know a celebrity is still down to earth and and really cool to anyone and everyone. Speaking of which, when did uh? Jonathan Sheck, I love referring to you in the third person, even though I'm looking right at you. Uh, when did acting become something that you realized, that's what I'm going to do and I want to do and pursue it?
2: So I was at college at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, which is UMBC. Mm-hmm. I uh, I had a real hard time with textbooks, like the big thick textbooks that they would you would have to go buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember those? So yeah. I, had to buy, I had to buy his textbooks that I couldn't read. I literally couldn't comprehend or retain anything. And my roommate at the time was from Africa. He was, his third language was English. And I was like, do you have a problem reading this book? Because it's like, it feels like it's like the words are jumping all over the place. And he was like, no, <laughs> he's like, no, he reads it off. And I'm like, I just can't see it like that. I don't see it like that. So in my, I think it was my sophomore year, I took a, an act one acting class and I had never taken any acting classes before that. And I took that one class and I just thought that my, or felt, I felt I could do this. I was like, this I'm really good at. I'm really good at connecting to other people. And I was an artist. I was a painter. That was what I really focused on throughout school. And uh, I could see that I could, a craft and be creative as a, as an actor, like right away. And then I, I got this great opportunity to go out to California and within two weeks of being um, in California, this guy came over to me, he had a long he had like a little goatee, he had a bandana on, earrings all around down his ears. He had a robe on colorful robe and he was speaking in an Australian accent. And he goes, excuse me, And I was sitting there eating breakfast. He's like, excuse me, are you a model? And I was like, no, but I could be, (laughs) you know? And he's like, well, I'd like to take you to this uh, modeling agency, Wilhelmina. And I was like, I know who they are. Yeah. I'd I'd love to meet them. And uh, so he took me there and the agents, Mary and Terry, literally from the day I walked in, they were like, yeah, you could totally do this. And I was like, well, I really want to be an actor. And they were like, we can set you up to acting classes. And so I, I went to about eight different classes, but this one teacher named Roy London was, he was off charts with passion and acting is the art of living. And he really was um, a beacon of that. So uh, I was lit. I studied with him nonstop. I studied with Michelle Pfeiffer, Gina Davis, Brad Pitt. It was the, the group that was in that, Uh, class before me like the graduating class that i witnessed and watched it was magic and you know they weren't famous by that at at that point and watching that all happen that's what just i couldn't i like I, i i studied until i was ready to like graduated from college like i studied that hard and i made enough money from the modeling to be able to pay for everything and i remember going in the bank and depositing all my money and just having all that money in there. And that was what I lived off of and worked really hard. Cause I knew I was really great. I was really grateful for that opportunity to have that money to be able to pursue my dream. And I just recently uh, went to a Richard Marks concert. Remember you know, oh. he had this, so- he had this one song that yeah. haunted me at the age of 17 years old. Hey. And it just was about uh, some, the, like life was out there waiting for you. It was really about love, but it was, for me, it was like this. There's more than just being from this town, and I had to get out there and find it. So I pursued it. I had the courage to do that.
0: And you nailed it, man. Good. Yeah. Now, now and I'm
2: 52 years old. I'm still still trying to make. <laughs> well, I,
0: that it's 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 it's, it's you gotta keep going, keep yeah, doing sure. it, and, and get it. But you know, I again, I I perused your uh, your IMDb page, which sometimes. Or And your Wikipedia page. It looks like you still got stuff going on. There's stuff in pre-production, post-production. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Now, so you're kind of like me and Nick, where we, we skew on the older end of being fathers for the first time. Right? How did you, you know, when your younger years was, uh, you know, fatherhood, was that something you aspired to? Didn't really think much about it? Uh, heck no, and it just happened. How, how did this
2: come to be? Well, my first wife um, and I didn't work out, and I thought I was going to have a family with her. Right. And so it took me a long time to get, heal my broken heart. And uh, it just I, – I guess I just every, – everyone in between my wife that I, I'm with now and my first wife, it was like I was so broken. I, I couldn't see straight, so I couldn't build a family from that. And I was lucky like, to just not you know, have a child here or there.
0: So, right. Yeah. That's yeah, same with me. Uh, in, in my particular case, uh, I thought we were, I was shooting Blake's. There was, there was never, uh, it, 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 there was never a scare. There was plenty of opportunity for a scare, but it just never okay. happened. And then I'm 36 years old. Day after my birthday, the lady comes down the stairs, says, I'm pregnant. And I says, who are you sleeping with? And, uh, it, it turns out, I, I it turns out they work and we're good to go, but um, I'm glad it worked out that way for me because we got all that young out of the way, all that young men trouble, you know, all the stupidness, which we never really escaped from, but uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. where it is, but it, in a better place in the head and financially and everything when I was older. So, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take that Pepsi challenge to any of my friends who say, you know, now I'm 40, 50 and my kids are, you know, adults and they're out of the house and now I can party. It's like, nah, no, no, I did that before. This is way better. Personally. That's
2: yeah.
1: me. There you yeah. go. Hey, I- I'd much rather be home with my little guy and my wife and instead of at the bar. I like guess just it's what? so much more fulfilling.
0: I'm guessing you two also have something in common. Um that would be the a lot of working out. <laughs>
1: so I yeah just, I'm a,
2: I just got back from the gym.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I went at 3 a.m. so
2: <laughs> oh my god did you really yeah.
1: every yeah, day so I, I don't so I try to get up at 2:30, hit the gym about three, get home around 4:30. I don't want to miss out on family time. And like, so I don't, I don't go after work. I, as soon as work's over, I go home, hang out with family and, and kind of prioritize my day. He I just, sacrifices sleep instead. Yeah.
2: Yeah. we well, is going to get, keep you, uh, get the muscles growing. You know, I know. Well,
1: I come, so I get like two hours of the best sleep of my life between four 30 and six 30. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, work my ass off in the gym. And I'm like, all right, I'm real tired. So get home and, get two hours of the best sleep of my life. I, I feel great. It's just kind of one of those things where I did a lot of reading on like Mark Wahlberg, the rock. And it's like, you know, their whole thing is get up early, hit the gym first, go about your day. And yeah,
2: I, I take my son to the bus at six, seven twenty, 20. And then I go straight to the gym. Except yeah. today, since he didn't have school, I get to go a little later. And I got to tell you, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I, I was more up. I don't know how to yeah. say I was like, I went longer and got more reps in and felt great. Nice. Yeah.
0: Is everyone hey. moving to Nashville? Yes. It, it certainly yeah, we, feels that way. We I, probably should too. Like we have
1: a, we have a huge event in Nashville in July that if you're around July 8th, we'd love you to
0: come out. That'd oh be awesome. my gosh. You know what? This episode, I will make sure we don't drop it until after stuff's been announced. So uh, we can, so we, we can, can tell we can, you, we can, we, we can announce it now. It's fine. Okay. We, just got, we have to be very vague. So how so we're far doing, are you? We're do,
1: sorry. We're doing a live dad cast at Johnny cash's ranch with orange County choppers. So we'll, we will have, it's a thing for veterans. Uh, we're working with very closely with safe Homefront, um, which helps veterans reenter life after the, after the military.
2: Right.
1: So they have a chopper called Americana that orange County choppers built for them that we'll have on display somebody from Orange County Choppers possibly one of the main guys will be at the the event Jason Michael Carroll will be singing we have my, our good buddy Jesse Lawson will come out and be singing we have a couple of actors I can't say who they are yet but they will be there um, we have 500 people in attendance and we're also streaming it on a on an app that should go out all over the world
2: where's Johnny Cash's place somewhere in Nashville
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's close I've never manner. been there, so I have no idea.
2: I've never been there. Okay. No. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. National. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah, so yeah, we'd love for you to come out if you're around. We'll Yeah, no Turns
0: pressure, out. no pressure, but it's going to be fun.
2: I'll be there. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of
0: fun. Yes, awesome. sir. All right, back back on track. You know, I love okay. pr- I love promoting within promoting, which is good stuff. Uh, and by the way, since I just said promoting, we might as well drop the fact. Thank you very much to Great Notion Brewing get the app go to our website dadcast.co scan the QR code get yourself 10% off with the code dadcast10 did i get that right nick you did and it
1: ships directly to your door ice cold that's the great thing about it you can order it it comes ice cold ice cold beer to your door mhm
2: wow are you a drinker at all jonathan i don't i haven't drank for 9 years okay
0: all right uh, I, I don't drink that much these days either but all of a sudden we got partnered up with this uh this this brewing company out of portland and I'll tell you what, I'm thinking I might start drinking beer again. I don't know. It's that good. <laughs> it, was, it was a
1: lot more of their their uh, just kind of who they are as a company and what they believe in and and that that drew us to them. So it's, it's very artsy. They have one of the main guys that uh, creates all the skateboards for Sector 9, Tony Hawk. Oh, cool. He does all their artwork for their cans. So it was a very cool partnership that we have, and it's just more of
0: their – just the, the quality of who they are. And that was your extended Great Notion Brewing Promotion. Oh <laughs> right. So Jonathan, if you and, and I'm I'm normally I ask this question later, Nick, so I'm not gonna ask it during the fast five, by the way. Did you put together a fast five? Of course I did. Of course you did. All right. Um if you were to offer any or one bit of advice to any new father or father to be expected, uh what what would that be?
2: Oh, one piece of advice.
0: Um, It could be 10 pieces, you know, but. The
2: child is a perfect reflection of you. And so you need to know that they're going to absorb everything that you're doing. So make sure that whatever is in there is reflecting to that child. Make sure it's it's pure, clear as kind.
0: There you have it. That doesn't get much more deep than that. And absolutely 100 percent correct <laughs> so Nick we uh tend to and hopefully this goes uh will split out into more questions but Nick we do a uh a segment called the fast five where he asks you five random questions they're not you know anything super deep uh, unless he got deep today and I want to do that right now Nick let's do
2: this
1: yeah, I, did. I didn't get that deep <laughs> so, okay but uh, we're good um what's your favorite food to cook for your kids well
2: they just they love uh French fries. <laughs> so, okay. I know. So, yeah. French fries. I love cooking, doing French fries. But then again, they eat my salmon and my chicken that I make. And right. I'm going to say, you're a pretty oh fit God.
0: guy. You know, I, when I told my lady that you were going to come on the show today, she immediately uh, did her little search. And, oh, this is a funny story. Sorry, Nick. See, this is what happens. <laughs> this <clears throat> this just happened. And uh, I'm curious. I said there's no way that would offend him. But let's find Good out. Boy. Uh, she says oh my god i know who that is you're having ellen's beard on yeah yeah i'm like that's not going to offend him that's how did you know that my lady you asked her to research something and man she can find the stuff that you don't even know i but yeah she 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 came out she's like "I, i love that guy he's great so she says hi by the way
2: well that's cool that she said that and she because that's like a you know, like, that's not something that people, a lot of people know.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's out there, man. It's on the internet. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, that was, I, I'm very honored that I was Alan's beard. Yeah,
0: there you go. See, I'm going to tell her that. I knew that wouldn't be offended. I knew that was a good story. All right, Nick, I am sorry. Carry okay. on. <laughs> if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why?
2: Uh What's the name of that beer company?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great notion. Great <laughs>
2: notion. Great notion for you guys. Uh, if I have a billboard, it would be, I mean, what would I have a billboard? Uh, it would probably say, God grant me a serenity, accept things I cannot change, the courage to change, the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference.
0: Awesome. And now we will no longer discuss alcohol one bit.
2: No, no you know, I was given. Before, I'll show you this. I was given this by my parents, um, when I came out to California. So uh-huh. that's the prayer right there. The trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I do. I know that it is the you know the AA uh, prayer, but it's also it's just the greatest prayer. It's simple. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the so the billboard question, I got to just tell you, when we first started uh, Dadcast, like one episode in. I bought a billboard in Medford, Oregon, on a street, on a road that has, I think, like 100,000 cars a day or whatever, that said DadCast, the number one parenting podcast in the world with our pictures on it. That's awesome. (laughs) We had one episode in. We had one episode. And I think we had a 1,000 social media followers at the time. Yeah. So (laughs) So it it led to, we have about a half a million now. So it it worked out. (laughs) It did. We are the top
0: 1.5% in the world now. Yeah, but that's
2: all I want. I want that billboard back.
0: Okay, I, I think we should. I think we should resurrect it. We should, yeah. but we should have Jonathan in the middle doing like this, or pointing at both of us, or doing yeah. one of those. Things I was on the number one parenting
1: a, podcast in the world. Yeah, hey. <laughs> with those two dildos. What's that over there? You know, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speak for yourself, right, what's, man. What's the? What's your favorite character that you've ever played?
2: Well, I played. You know, the whole experience making that thing you do was. Top to bottom, the best. Okay. So one thing I learned about myself: I'm like a reflection. I'm a shapeshifter. So when I got the opportunity, I knew that I was going to meet Tom Hanks. So I wrote in my journal, and so when I read that script and he had wrote it, right? I was just like, "Wow, this is like, you know, this is my opportunity to really shine." And mm-hmm. I went in there and won that role by singing, "I quit, I quit." Potentially, there was a. Uh, um, what do you call that microphone that was hanging in the, the ceiling? Off, yep. I tapped it because I knew it was 1964 and I tapped it. And then I swear, Tom was just like, Oh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I sang it because everyone else probably just said, I quit and left, but I sang, I quit. And as soon as I did that, I can't even tell you, like it just, I just was a reflection of him. Like what he wanted, the courage that he expected from this character. Right. And, um, and that was it, you know, that was, so playing Jimmy and having his, his direction is his reflection was just unbelievable.
1: That's awesome. That's that thing you do is like in my top five of all time favorite movies. And I actually had the, I, I was lucky enough to meet Adam, the guy that wrote the music for it twice. Yeah. So I, I met him, I saw him gosh, like 15 years ago with fountains of Wayne. And then he was on a solo tour doing a storytelling thing with art from Everclear and max from Eve six. got to hang out with him and it was like so cool and then he passed away recently and so one of the nicest guys I've ever met
2: yeah so Tom Tom and Rita get COVID that you know when that happened I was just like man (laughs) wait a minute why would they so if Tom and Rita would say that they had COVID I was like this is scary what's gonna happen and that was in the very beginning yeah yeah and then then Adam yeah away from COVID so yeah I was like, "Whoa, what's going to happen next?" And you know, we all went into this craziness of yeah, we getting sick and dying, and it was real for me because because of, of Adam. Have yeah. you
0: have you lived in Nashville now for this whole COVID? Yeah. How did? I was, I'm, so I'm sorry, Nick. I'm interrupting you again with That's my great. own question. Um, <laughs> since we're on the topic and it shifted that, actually, before that, um, I, I got to throw it out there. Any chance you could give Tom a call for us? <laughs> I mean, if we we we'd love to have him on the show. Just saying. Let's let's see what he says. Holy crap! Are you serious? Oh my god! I thought I mean, if he's <laughs> he going to call he's Tom Hanks right now on the show, oh.
2: <laughs> he's making a movie in Pennsylvania.
0: All right. Well, you know, his, it,
2: his wife does come here a lot because she's a she's a, a musician now and she's a singer-songwriter.
0: Yeah. yeah, she actually
1: comes to um, Jacksonville, Oregon, all the time, almost every summer, and plays at Brit festivals.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So. So how was COVID for you and your family um, in the beginnings and that whole year of 2020 and, and also the community and where you live? How, how was it in that neck of the woods?
2: Well, I'm, I have like three acres and you know, it's funny, but like, I was so new, like if my neighbors were outside. You walk up to them, you stand, stand distant from me. You're like, Hey, this bullshitting. And then, and then you start realizing like, if I, because I have kids if there was a possibility that I got it because of my kids going to school and stuff, you know, the older um, gentleman that I adore that lives next door to me, like, I don't want to get him sick. Yeah. Well, if my yeah. kids were sniffling, I wouldn't go outside, you know, but I had a little baby. So I literally had this little baby. That's all we had. It was a blessing that I all I did was stay home with this incredible gift and uh, just take care of my family. And try to get the porch done. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That doesn't sound too terrible at all, Nick. Sorry, man. He got more. No, it's all it's all good. Um, Yeah. So,
1: okay, what's your proudest dad moment?
2: Wow. I mean, they're endless, aren't they? They, Like, they one day after the next. Um, My little boy, he's eight, and I don't know why, but he likes football. Well, well, good. he really – he's playing in this little – he plays in this 7-on-7 um, seven seven league. They really don't know what they're doing at all. But I was i was coaching, and I was watching him, and he, he got the handoff. He came around the side. He stopped. All the kids were running. He jigged and crossed. He looked like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, was, buddy. Oh, oh, he ran for a touchdown. I was like, wow. Like, that can be taught. So I was proud of him for that, man. That was That's awesome. But so, yeah, no,
1: you're right, dude. Yeah. It's every day. It's like, holy crap. They do something that blows your mind and you're like,
0: what? Does that make you a uh, Baltimore fan of all sports teams? I am. I am. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize for the week one of last year. That was what a game, man. I'm a Raider fan. And it was the first game
2: wow, in Vegas. Every, every game with the Ravens is like that. Though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got give me a Ravens fan. Like you, you have like, it's, it's just anxiety driven. Well, like just win the game in the third quarter for one.
0: You should try being yeah. a Raider fan for the last 20 years. Hey, you you want to you you talk guys. about anxiety and stress right. and heartbreak and all of those adjectives.
2: They keep leaving you. They keep going to go different cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: think we're good now, though. are setting a good foundation.
2: Oh, wow. This is amazing?
0: Yeah. Nick, got any more? All right. Last question.
1: The funniest parenting fail that you've had.
2: I told you guys in the beginning when the tornado hit, we ran downstairs. I was like, Oh, I got to get my daughter in the crib. Oh my God.
0: Wow. All right. I'm going to add a couple. Uh, If you could act beside any actor living or dead in any type of project that you have not already done. So who would it be? Oh,
2: there's, there's a lot. I mean, I never got to work with Charlize. Okay. I I really, I think I need to work with Charlize. And then um, Anthony Hopkins. If I ever get the chance to work opposite him, Denzel Washington. Yeah. These are some. Oh, some great actors.
0: Another question: Who is right, Chris Rock or Will Smith? What a mess! Right, I know.
1: Can you- I'm still torn. I still think it was fake. I just, oh man, it's
2: not
0: fake. No, no it's it, not fake. Will not gone from the academy for ten and getting canceled. It, it, I don't think that's fake, Nick. Uh,
2: I, uh, I am not anyone to judge anyone. I have failed miserably in my life, done some horrible things, and I, I just, I feel so bad for him to make that choice. Yeah. He probably didn't make that choice all that often. It's like he's caught up in this moment of believing that that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I hope that people realize that, you know, we can make mistakes and come back from them. Um,
0: Yeah. And I hope he does too. Cause I mean, until that moment in time, can you pinpoint Anything that that man has ever done that would be overly controversial or negative or be shown in a bad light—I can't think of anything.
2: Yeah, I can't either. You know, I was on the cover of Vanity Fair with him in '96, like the men, the leading men to watch. Uh huh. So I was right there. It was like, we posed together for that, you know, photograph, and it was interesting. But it was, it was Matthew Modine, Leonardo DiCaprio. I know Benicio de Toro is on there. And then it was Steven Dorf who lives up the street from me here in Leapers Fork. And it was me and David Arquette and then Will Smith and then Skeet Ulrich. So <laughs> David Arquette and Steven Dorf live literally, not, I can't walk there, but I could walk there. It wouldn't, it wouldn't take me but an hour.
1: So those, just throwing it out there, those are two other dudes I'd love to have on. The yeah, podcast. Just give them all a call for us, there, Jonathan. It's well, well
2: Stephen's not a dad, but David is, and David's kid, uh, Charlie, is on my little league team. And David oh,
1: Arquette's cool. a huge wrestling fan too. Yeah, I, yeah. I just watched the the most recent Scream. I was like, oh my god,
0: he killed it. <laughs> He's awesome, man. Are you a fan yeah. of the uh, of Star Wars at all, Jonathan? Oh yeah. Okay. So what do we got to do to get you on one of these Disney plus series that has anything to do with star Wars? Cause man, I would love to see you in something like that.
2: Oh my God.
0: I mean, wait, Did you did you call your agent up and say, Hey, psst, Hey, I want to you know, throw a, throw a seat out, you know, make a feeler call. How does that I work?
2: I, I don't have an agent as in this moment, but I do have a great manager, but uh, I did, I was sitting across from a very big agent, um, and Holly, big Hollywood agent. And he asked me this question. He goes, he goes okay, Jonathan, well, what do you want? And I go, I want to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, you're too old. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they were, they were casting the younger Batman at that time. Right. I just, that was great, man. I just thought that was the greatest.
0: Well, you're gosh, you gotta be close to the same age as Pedro Pascal. Right. Who just did the Mandalorian. You yeah. would have been a perfect Mandalorian. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah,
2: I would have transferred from being the bounty hunter and Jonah Hex to the Mandalorian. I would yes, like, I love that stuff, man. And now that I have kids, like I give up my time to go do something like that.
1: You know what's crazy? We actually do know somebody that works for Disney Plus.
0: I, I don't know. An actual—he's <laughs> our, he's our agent. He's so. an actual agent for Disney yeah. Plus. So you yeah. <laughs> know.
2: I'm never on any of those guys' radars, and I never. That's understood. so
0: crazy. Let's oh. put them on the. radar. You know what? We're gonna, we're gonna put them on the radar. And if something, all we ask is if you ever end up in anything Star Wars related. Uh, what do I want? I want a signed lightsaber. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even provide the lightsaber.
2: If I fight with a lightsaber, oh, my God, are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) 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 that right?
2: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Oh, that would be absolutely amazing. Okay, man, gosh, Star Wars. What did I tell you about going off the rails here, Jonathan? Yeah. It was like the first 10 minutes, dad, kids, and here we are talking about Star Wars.
2: (laughs) Hey, man, you know, it goes right back to Joseph Campbell and Hero's Journey. That's what Star Wars is all about for me. Yeah? It's about the hero's journey.
0: I'm sorry, Nick. Was that, was that all the questions?
1: That was, that was it on the fast five. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So what's in store for uh, Mr. Jonathan Sheck here in the, in the immediate future, what projects you got going on? And can you include your kids on those?
2: I wish I could, you know, my friends are starting to do that. So I will eventually start to get them around sets and be in parts. And, um, but I have a movie coming out called Frank and Penelope in June. It was written and directed by Sean Patrick Flannery. Okay. Oh,
0: we know. I know who. he is. Oh yeah. <laughs> a little boondock st. Action.
2: Yes. He, number one, he's a great dad. A great dad. His boys. Um, a little back background, and I, I, I always wanted to ask Sean if I can say this because he's he's so humble, but he like he you know he came out did powder. He was like, a, he's a really really good actor. But he stopped his career and for a year and went to, went and won the national championship in taekwondo, right? I'm almost positive that's exactly true. Something of that nature that right. happened, and then he got back into acting, did you know all these great things, and then and then stopped taekwondo and became a a black belt in jujitsu, and won the national championship started his own jujitsu Academy in Hollywood. Now he lives in Texas. Um, I think it's Houston, but he's got his little boys are, uh, I think one's a little older than my son. So he's nine to seven, something like that. They both won the state championship in wrestling. Wow. Just recently. So, and just watching him do that. He's like, he's just amazing father, but he, so he, so I'm very proud to be part of this movie because he wrote it and director will debut. And, um, it's such a fun ride.
0: Now, is this and something it, that's going to be released you know, like, you know, worldwide in theaters
2: the, you know, they told me that it's in theaters only, it's probably going to be, I don't know if it's worldwide.
0: Well, you know what I mean? I mean, not like that, that's a I damn, that's a radio term. It's worldwide. And, you it know. used to
2: be, you know, that's how they, everything used to do. You would, get a big theatrical release and then, and then go to different platforms. Right. It's different now. But like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, Tom, Tom and Gary just signed a deal with a uh, Plotone. They just signed a deal with Apple TV. Yeah. That's one of our movie stars right there. Just signed a deal. Yeah.
0: With it. Oh, it's crazy. Netflix. It's, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. Well, as with anything, you know, it, it changes inevitable and uh it's, I just see it. uh It's not, not snowballing, but it's evolving, you know, mm. in all the industries. I mean, if you look at, what movies and tv are doing and going to the streaming platforms and i mean and look at all the just amazing shows that are coming out that that they're not even touching the theater you know i mean yellowstone 1883 all the paramount plus shows then you got this network doing these shows and it's all on the streaming platform radio has evolved into the same thing you know it's you don't terrestrial radio AMFMs in your car are nowhere near what they were at its peak in the 80s and 90s. Now it's, you know, anything you want can be had right here. And it, same thing with movie and TVs. And I, I don't, I can't, I don't live that side of it. I know the radio side, but how do you feel about that, Jonathan? Is it, is that a, is that a bad thing for actors, the way it's going? Do, do you see some opposition to change from colleagues in in, in the industry? Or is it just, are you are you happy about it
2: well i, I had this conversation with tom hanks uh, at lunch and he just said to me it's, you can't you can't fight the way the, the industry is going you got to go with it and um, you know you got to try to keep up with as much as you can don't leave your who you really are and so tom's like you know i i know that a lot of the movies i'll be making it's going to be straight to streaming we we made this movie he said i made this movie Greyhound we independently on instant and everything. Um, and then we were going to put it out to theaters, but we couldn't put it in theaters because the theaters were all closed down.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. Right,
2: And so Apple comes in with this really great deal that, you know, we got everything we wanted and got more views than we would ever have gotten mm-hmm. in the theater. So.
1: I think as long as they don't take away the integrity and the quality of what you guys are doing, it's a good thing. I think once they take away the integrity and the quality of the art, then. Eh, it's, it's not probably Dude, not I'd, that great.
0: I'd venture to say that some of these things I've been watching that have gone straight to these platforms, you know, are as good, if not better, than a Hollywood production. But they are Hollywood productions. They're, Hollywood. they're just not yeah. throwing it on the big screen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're still still producing things the same. and They get to tell the story a little longer with the limited series. And
0: yeah. I really it, dig I, that.
2: I, I, I would like to be more involved in that, but you can imagine a guy who's been in film for such a long time, you know, doing a part of Ray Donovan, that's, that's it's hard for me to get. It's yeah. really hard. I, I always wondered because if I'm just a, I'm a, a shapeshifter but I got to have the vehicle. So they got to write it, they got to direct it and then they have to want someone who just is going to embody it. And when you have a studio and a bunch of executives trying to make a decision and I'm just reflecting this chaos to them. I usually don't get hired um, because they want someone who can actually do what they need. I'm the guy who can't read textbooks. So, you know, you got to really believe in, in my, in me. And I they got to have a really high vibration like Tom Hanks to hire me. Well, oh, <laughs> it's always happened.
0: That's a pretty good person to have in your corner, man.
2: I know he's great.
0: I, I mean, I'm assuming, I don't know the man personally, but uh, yeah. good good stuff well man what's uh are your kids are they sports fans i'm going back to the whole baltimore thing your kid loves football you said but
2: his name is camden
0: camden okay eight-year-old camden oriole fan baseball's back i know i'm a dodger fan Me too.
2: I'm a Dolphin fan.
1: All right. I'm a San Francisco Giants
2: fan. Colin Hanks is a a Giants fan. There you go. So ever since Playtone, so after that thing you do, they created Playtone. Playtone was the label in that thing you do. They made Playtone Productions, and they had a they have a box right over home plate at Dodger Stadium. So obviously, Tom and Rita. uh, all the, the, the Platone, uh family, they, they work all the time. So guess who got the tickets?
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, did you see uh, the news from in like two days ago, at least two days ago, as of this recording, whenever it drops, it may have been a month ago. I apologize. We have a lot of episodes in the can, but I digress. Uh, Clayton Kershaw through seven perfect innings two days ago. And then Dave Roberts manager, yanked him thoughts. Would you, have let him go two more innings to throw a perfect game, or would you have – I mean, it's conflicting. I get it. It's for the sport, for the health. You don't want to injure him. He's already thrown – he's an older guy. He's thrown over his pitch count for the day. But this is history, man. This is a perfect game. What do you do?
2: Yeah, I think he's got to keep going out there. Yeah. yeah I would put him out there.
0: Oh, it's a damn shame. Oh, Nick. Yeah, I would have left him in. Exactly. Yeah. But, man, yeah. did you see his response? He was nothing but class act. He says, look, I get it. You know, this This is a team sport. It's not about personal glory. Um, I would have stayed out there, sure, but I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I'm not mad. You know, we won the game. they ate nothing. They got the win. That's all that matters. So Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. <laughs> he-, you know,
2: he, he was in my community out there in Toluca Lake, and that was one thing I was like, man, I really like the hanger. So one of my other Little League coaches, you're not going to believe this, is Barry Zito. Oh,
0: Nick, you should know that. Huh? That should ring a bell for you. Barry it Zito.
2: Barry it, Zito.
1: It doesn't. Okay.
0: Um, hold he on. He
2: only won a Cy Young Award for the A's and then went over to the Giants yeah. after
1: that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Who is the most famous, in your view, person that you have ever hung out with? Madonna. Huh. Okay. Yeah, you don't get much more famous than that. That's pretty gosh darn famous. I mean, I mean Elvis, Michael Jackson, that's right up there with those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, went on a date with Madonna. You did.
0: A real actual yeah. full-fledged date.
2: Yeah.
0: And how'd that go? Any details you care to share?
2: You know, I was uh Diane Dane. So, Di- so when I did that thing, you do, I guess you would say that Madonna was my Diane Dane. Okay. So I had a, I had a girlfriend that was a make. she was a makeup artist and I was dating her and Madonna was just like, Oh, trying to hook, <laughs> hook up with me.
0: Uh-huh. No, I get you. I see what you're throwing down there.
2: And, you know, I really, I'm really interested, <laughs> <laughs> but also I you know, wouldn't mind working with Madonna. So I went on a date and, um, I told her I had a girlfriend at the time. So she brought her girlfriend at the time and um, we had dinner and then she drove me home and outside of my house, I made out with Madonna and went back to the house. Yeah.
0: And there's our clip. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I think you are uh, officially the first guest we've had on who has ever made out with Madonna. So, so you got that going for you, man. There's, so
1: there's only two guys I'm jealous of right now. Jonathan and (laughs) Brian Hopkins. He made out with Kelly.
0: (laughs) Do you know our bud Brian
1: Hopkins? He was on saved by the bell back in the day. He actually, he manages us. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. He played a Vince Montana in one episode and got to kiss Tiffany Amber (laughs) So the ongoing joke, every time we introduce him, it's like, dude, Here's Brian Hawkins, the man that kissed Tiffany Hurdieson, yep. the
0: former teen heartthrob. <laughs> that's right.
2: Well, tell her, tell him I'm really good friends with Elizabeth Berkley. Okay. Yeah, we we she studied in the acting class that I told. Oh, you. very
0: cool. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm, man. You've uh, you've piled around with some of the some of the big players, man. That's pretty impressive. And the is fact it, that you're even hanging out and talking with us, man. Again, thank you, man. I yeah. totally appreciate it. I, 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 this is me still being humble, you know, Nick. Yeah. I keep saying back on Twitter, I was like, "What? No way!"
2: <laughs> Twitter's awesome. <laughs> <I love>
0: Twitter. <laughs> it's about to be owned by Elon. Have you read that
2: news? What, is it going to change? Because <laughs> I don't want it to change. Well, like, it's. Like, it, I don't want to have to learn some new way of. If,
0: if what I'm reading is correct, I wouldn't say it's going to change for the worse. If anything, all he wants to do is own it outright and make it even freer. So no bots controlling, you no no, you know, people, yeah, no censorship, no one checking and fact checking, which could be bad. Uh, But, you know, overall, he just wants it to be less restrictive. And I didn't think Twitter was too restrictive to begin with, but. Oh, my
2: God. You know what you can find on Twitter? It's unbelievable.
0: It is. (laughs) All right. I'm going to leave it. We're almost out of time here, Jonathan. Um, I'm going to leave you with one simple final question before we uh, tell everyone goodbye. Um, I'll need to set it up, though, for you. Okay. This particular question, um, as I mentioned earlier, I worked in radio for many, many, many years, and I've had the opportunity to speak with countless musicians and actors and whatnot, and I try to do my best to always ask this same question. And Typically, you get the same answer, give or take, but one guy in particular, I will let you know who that guy is after your answer, answered this question more profoundly than anyone in the history of me asking said question, and since then, I've been waiting for someone to match it, top it, whatever the case. So with that being said, it's a simple question. What is one thing you can't leave the house without? Love oh my god can, can, can you can you a little farther get a little deeper with that answer
2: that's the answer man i think nick we have finally met the
0: questions man equal yes at least it's equal everyone always says their phone their laptop their keys etc cetera, etc cetera, <laughs> which is perfectly fine and normal but my man george thoroughgood just he didn't even skip a beat i asked him that question this is what's one thing you can't leave the house without he looked at me and said kissing my wife oh, same thing. and since the, yeah and there you go and you're the first you are the first we're talking eight years now i've been looking for someone to match that question jonathan sheck 70, everybody
1: interviews we got so far
0: i have and, no yeah, idea how happy that has just made me okay. can you tell i get a little excited oh that's that's that is so awesome Fantastic. Now, every time I tell this story, there's going to be two guys who answered the question better than I've ever heard it answered before. Wow. And on that note, everybody, you may know him from That Thing You Do and countless other TV shows. One of my favorite, Ray Donovan. And uh, what's the upcoming movie you mentioned?
2: Frank and Penelope, Frank. John Patrick
0: film. That check him out. In that, um, I guarantee you, Nick and I, or at least myself, will be. Uh, I'll be checking it out. Yeah, but I don't know sure. if we're going to be checking it out together. Oh, we okay. see enough of each other, you know. But you, you know, we'll you see. Get on the couch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not a film for the kids.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. I well, you know, I, I I always do that. Did, do you let your uh, eight year old watch PG thirteen movies yet? <laughs> Yeah, I'm asking. I'm asking you, Jonathan. Do you let Do you let your kid watch? It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were. T- uh, if it's a PG-13 flick, do you, you know, are, are you are you strict on that or
2: no? You know, I went went to a theater with a buddy of mine, and our they were our kids were six, and we were watching Marvel movie.
0: Oh, that's all right. You know, superhero.
2: They started crying when the when one of the guys got beat up. They started to wail. Oh no. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, we were both like, oh, whoops, whoops, bad dad moment again. Maybe a couple <laughs>
0: of years oh, from dad, now.
2: Popcorn, come on!
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Actually, before we end this, I got to know: Do you let your your daughter? Does she watch Coco Melon?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. What? Do you, a lot of Coco Melon? Do you do you limit it? Uh,
2: yeah. She, you know, what she loves is Elmo. Okay. I mean, she's a
0: My Elmo kid loved Elmo, Elmo too.
1: I've got to, yeah, I've got to try Elmo. So we're uh we're on Cocomelon. Like we I should buy stock in Cocomelon. Every <laughs> time I go to the store, I have to buy the Cocomelon toys. We have That's your own fault, living, man. You're enabling it. A living room full of Cocomelon. melon, an eighty two inch TV with freaking Cocomelon melon on the daily. <laughs> it's it's terrible.
2: Yeah. yeah, we watch we watch Coco but really it's it's Elmo at this house.
0: Okay. And on that note, Sesame yeah. Street, Grover's my favorite, still. <laughs> he is Jonathan Sheck. Uh, sir, thank you so much for hanging out on DadCast. We appreciate your time. We will, uh, obviously, off the air, send you an email, maybe hit you up about that uh, thing coming up in July in Nashville. Uh, we would love for you to be our guest. Bring the family Um going to be a good time i guarantee that to everyone listening and watching thank you so much we appreciate you if you happen to be checking this out on the youtube channel like it up subscribe do all the good stuff if you hate it that's okay just hit the dislike button if you love it give it a thumbs up if you have a question for jonathan you're a fan go ahead and type it down there other than that thank you all so much again jonathan sheck thank you for coming on Dadcast. we will check all of you out next episode
2: have a great rest of your day thanks Thanks, guys.
0: guys see you guys.